following podcast is rated I for intellectual. It contains jargonistic terminology that might be too stimulating for some listeners. Topics discussed are approached with an emphasis towards educational fair use. Critical thinking is advised. Welcome to Special Topics in Media. And I have to say, that uh, <laughs> that lead-in was quite uh, quite comforting, I'd say a, a bit of omnipresence there. Uh, for listeners of the show, um, we have uh, maybe what I'd refer to as a, uh, a cousmetra specter of special topics. Uh, that is that, that, that ambient voice that welcomes us in and kind of ushers us in and out of episodes, kind of uh, providing that that orientation, a, a sense of audio ontology for listeners. And and that voice, we, we don't often talk about, although if you check our show notes, you, you'll see it. It's a voice of Will McMurray, who has stepped out of the audio booth, out of the audio engineering space, and into the interviewing chair. Uh, Will, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. It's me, the secret third member. Absolutely. Oh, it's so great to have you. You know, we have been, uh, we had some talks uh, start a while back where we were trying to figure out where is a space and a place that would make perfect sense for listeners to get to know you a little bit, hear about your background, your story, and, and just kind of tie some uh, some connective tissue um, to the to the individual, to the invisible labor that helps an engine like this and so many other programs go. And so I'm so glad we were able to carve out a space in your schedule, you're a busy man, uh, <laughs> to get you in and um, and have a conversation. So let me back up and preface here. Uh, we are joined as a part of our interviewing series that's coinciding with COM 5213, I believe, uh, Media Methods and Content Creation, a graduate course that's part of our graduate emphasis. Students can select with their Master's of Leadership or Master's of Business Administration degrees. And uh, among these, the comm emphasis, we have a series of classes. At this course is devoted to students putting together media projects like designing their own podcast pilot. And and so to to usher in a, a kind of synergistic space for co-creating learning while also expanding programming. It's a fun time of year to to experiment. Uh, we we launched this interview series and really love the prospect of hearing from some different voices that do different things and are involved in different ways to help showcase and highlight how how podcasting isn't a single entity. It isn't just a a mass medium that of convenience of 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 kind of uh, uh, recent popularity, but that it's a it's an engine um, to help many people solve many kinds of problems. And so uh, we're excited to welcome Will McMurray here. Uh, and it, just just to clarify, Will functions uh, works as a voice actor. He is an audio engineer, uh, an audio producer for special topics, and uh, he, he, of course, and uh, has has day jobs as well. I, this is a busy, busy man, as we said. Will, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, who you are, where you're from. Well, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay. You know, just like everyone, everyone else came on this podcast. Everyone in me. this room. Yeah, everyone in this room. Um yeah, you know, growing up, I've always been into, like, super nerdy things, like video games and animated TV shows. Really like superhero ones, um, which actually is part of the reason why this is so cool, is because you've done multiple things with superheroes. Yeah, yeah, And um, it's true. super love that. 
Um, but yeah, and you know, just like through kind of just growing and consuming more media, mm-hmm. um, I eventually got drawn into voice acting. Now, one of the fun things about uh, speaking with different guests on the program is we we really often reach outside of different generations. Uh, you know, depending on which co-host I might be working with in a given season, as you or others might know, we're getting a chance to reach across certain lines, and with that comes different experiences. We're from different generations, and so one of the things I value is uh, you're a great set of ears for bouncing ideas, kind of testing the relevancy of certain topics, and and you always provide a bit of input that helps helps kind of bring me back down to planet Earth, because <laughs> some, sometimes I do appreciate just drifting off into space in, oh, in, in that way. Uh, well, you mentioned, you mentioned interest. You mentioned interest in animation and some things like that. Well, what te- walk me through a bit of uh, a bit of uh, the journey in your mind where you decided one day or maybe over a period of time to to stop becoming just a consumer of media a consumer of animation but maybe to transition into learning how to be a producer of these kinds of content so um it's going to start in a way you did not expect well, first of all, it started you know very weakly with like, oh, I want to be a video game designer, right? I want to mm-hmm. go start a sure. company. I think I called it Eagle Bright or something. Nice. Um, this is like trademark pending, of yeah, course. Tw- of course, no one else steal it, please. Um, but I didn't really start actually producing media until I got into Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Um, yeah. It was like in 2018, mm-hmm. and I started like running a game for some friends. And I discovered, hey, it's really cool to have this creative outlet to, like, start creating and telling these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, I actually do still run Dungeons & Dragons, though at a much more experienced level than I did in, like, you know, five years ago. Well, that's fantastic. So what, what you're describing a little bit is you, you took a communal activity and, and, and this activity of, of gaming and tabletop gaming in particular – and 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 if if folks are unfamiliar with it, they might be familiar with the name, but they're but they're unfamiliar with the activity itself. Um, you're you're committing to a kind of oral performance that's also creatively challenging, right? To, oh yeah. To to coordinate those those storytelling forms. No, yeah. It's like it's um it's interesting because it really is just collaborative storytelling. Mm-hmm. Everybody's creative energy gets to like go together, create this massive story that lasts for months, if not years. Um, and yeah, that's actually another reason how I got into voice acting as I was doing these different, you know, like all the character voices, right. And just like, um, doing all these different stuff, I realized, Hey, this is super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I found this show called critical role, which is just a bunch of voice actors playing the game. And I was like, I should try that. And then the pandemic hit. (laughs) Did you say critical role? Critical role. Interesting. Now, is this the kind of uh, game or program that that people can still access to this day? Or or, or how how does one come across? Oh, yeah. So just type into YouTube critical role. Okay. Um, Wonderful cast. And like you've actually you um, maybe not you because like they're. Well, no, you might have heard like some of the voices like uh, Matthew Mercer. Okay. He's a very prolific voice actor, been in it for decades. Um, he runs this whole game for all these voice actors and all of them are incredibly talented people. But yeah, if you just type into YouTube Critical Role, you'll find, I think, thousands of hours of content at this point. One of the things that, that this reminds me of and, and relating to our past conversations is you have come at media consumption as a 
I mean, I mean, just as a as a viewer, as an audience member, but but also as a fan, you have you tend to stream a lot of content. You tend to you tend to gravitate toward web based content, and that's incredibly contemporary. Uh, I grew up in a television kind of generation, and so what I really value is is hearing hearing that perspective, you know, across that generational gap and how it how it helps inform maybe some of the unique choices that have led you to some opportunities. Are you are you able to talk about any of the and you don't have to be descriptive in terms of titles or, or, or companies represented, but do you, do you want to describe a little bit of some of the voice work you've you've been able to be a part of? Um yeah, for sure. Again, you know, like there's some things I can't talk about, but sure. um one of the biggest things I've done so far, or most lucrative things, I should say, is I actually work for an overseas company called Pocket FM. Excellent. Oh, and wow. uh, I do audiobook work for them. Mm-hmm. And I've done maybe about combined 140 hours of content oh, for them. Nice. And um, in terms of more like contemporary things, um, not super much yet. But one thing I can talk about is I'm in a video game called Dreadfire. Oh, awesome! Do we do we know um, do we know what I guess what platform the video game is will be or is distributed through right now? Just PC, okay. But I believe sure. the creator is trying to like get it to work for other platforms as well. Mm-hmm. Very indie game, lots of potential. Love that. We'll love that. Uh, let me ask you this now. I'm a former, uh, I guess, vocal not just vocal performer. I, I, uh, if if folks don't r- recall or realize, I, I would I would competed in speech and debate in high school and then in college and eventually that led to a transition as I continued to study communication to become a coach competitive speech and debate coach and uh, and so I'm used to um, um, being around performers helping do uh, performative roles you know things that that warm people up or get them ready or diversify how they're they're communicating messages uh, to particular audiences and one of the activities that's important to this arena for for us uh, in competitive speech debate is is the warm up drills and and the kind of uh, the tongue twisters and things like that that we work through to get students uh, ready to engage at a heightened level. You, do you have any familiarity with that, or do you oh, have any yeah. kind of rituals or routines you like to engage in that help you? So my favorite one, actually, funny enough, came from marching band. Okay. Yes, sure. Um, what you do is that you start, like, it's a facial massage, a massage you give yourself. Mm-hmm. You start in the back of your jaws, you work your way forward, and eventually you just, like, kind of, like, rub your lips. And the idea is that you're warming up to play on a, you know, brass instrument mouthpiece. Sure. But I have found that it actually, especially for longer form content like audiobooks, um, helps me loosen up mm-hmm. and makes things less stiff. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah, I mean, it's just like it's surprising what translates across uh, completely different sections of like entertainment. We're talking about different segments of entertainment, and you mentioned the pandemic just a minute ago. One of the things that that really took off domestically, at least it, it, stateside in the U.S. during the pandemic, was was TikTok, and and we know this is this is a global phenomenon, um, and and a bit of an import, right? That that's not without its controversies, but I. You're telling me that story and and kind of uh, uh, demoing uh, one of those facial massage techniques reminded me of uh, one of several viral videos I saw during that period when I was kind of sampling different new kinds of media. You know, we're trying to everyone's bored at home and we're trying to find ways to pass the time. But I remember seeing um, uh, videos of of, uh, 
individuals, whether they were or seeking to be influencers, utilizing um, sort of these rocks or stone, these smooth, these smoothed out stones to kind of pull back and massage. They were essentially supposed to be like uh, a combination of, you know, the the whole crystal phenomenon and, and mood rocks <laughs> and that mixed with uh fa- you know the 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 youth uh the face facial techniques and um this kind of like uh cleansing of of the body and and kind of uh, the the de-aging era uh that is that has been so popularized especially in multi-level marketing on social media oh yeah um but it's funny how, how that 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 synergy kind of connects between the worlds there's there really is something to that uh well what what tell me uh, while I'm sure you appreciate many of the components that goes into voice acting, voice uh, uh, creation, production, experiment, what what parts do you enjoy the most? What what really strikes it for you? Oh yeah, character acting, 100%. Love that. Um, just getting able, not getting able, just being able to embody a character for a little bit and mm-hmm. bring that character to life is very creatively fulfilling. Because you get to like make a lot of little choices, like you you got to yeah, it's acting, right? You got to sure. think like, oh, if I was in this character's shoes, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really fun, honestly. It's just flat out, it's fun. Um, especially whenever I get to do like, um, really crazy ones. I love doing the crazy characters. I I can recall uh, doing a number of characters for once upon a time, a humorous interpretation of literature. In high school, I, I think that H.I., which was the one I it was the I had success in, in several events, but it was the one I, I went the furthest with it, that I really climbed the mountain with. Uh, and, and it had the, the largest diversity of voices that uh, that I had to integrate into into that performative script. Um, well, speaking of a diversity of roles, you provide a number of functions for this program, but but possibly even others. And um, can you walk us through a little bit of uh, what, what, how did you come about um, not just voice performance, but maybe experimenting with with audio production techniques in in a wider sense? So, um, but actually, the first exposure I had to uh, audio engineering was the podcast. Excellent. Um, it was back in what was it like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late late twenty eighteen, we got into it. Early twenty nineteen, we were we were kind of really starting to put it out there for students to hear. Yeah, don't be fooled, audience. This podcast is way older than what it looks like. I, I don't think you could drive then at that. No, I, I kid, but couldn't uh, drink. <laughs> let's uh, let's go through some of the some of the tools, right? If you're if a lay person sitting down, and believe me, uh, most uh, most listeners are they they lack experience, uh, uh, familiarity. Um, they they're having a hard enough time just pl- just finding the play button, right? And, right. and kind of pl- the locating the app on their smartphone. Um, but but for our graduate students, they're, they're perhaps dipping their toes in the water. And so for complete beginners, what are a couple of maybe familiar tools or uh, concepts, uh, pieces of software you might think, hey, you want to consider this when you, when you get into this? Right. Um, definitely Audacity. Mm-hmm. Audacity is a completely free tool. Um, people will say Reaper is better, but if you're just doing this as a hobby, start with Audacity. Yeah, it yeah. is completely free. Um, on the audio engineering side, I use this thing called Nectar Three Elements. Mm-hmm. I think it's always on sale or in some kind of a bundle. Um, but what it does is that it helps process the audio, so it can take a little bit of the guesswork out of some of the compression um, stuff, which makes the voice a little crisper. Okay. 
Uh, fun fact, actually, I don't do much compression on your voice because your voice comes across very crisp already. All right. Uh, I, <laughs> I get uh, my parents. Thank you for that. No, um, but I'm sure just years of not everyone has to study communication for many years to, I guess, get to get to that point. But perhaps in this case, it benefited me a oh, little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, and then just like doing things like taking a sample of some dead noise. Mm-hmm. Doing this thing called noise reduction on it, sure. Oh yeah, completely like changes the audio in a way that you just don't think about, and that is room noise. Like room noise is just it's everywhere. Like if you were to listen back to this podcast, and it, this sound space is a little better treated than you know like your typical office, but like mm-hmm. if you were to like crank up the audio, you hear a little humming noise, mm-hmm. and you can I, uh, I can hear it right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it haunts us in the audio engineering space. Um, but yeah, so you just you could just remove that. And it makes sound so much better. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things we want to encourage folks with is not um, not to get too bogged down in the minutia of making it perfect. Mm-hmm. They just want to learn how to distinguish between environments or circumstances that can create poor audio and those that might aid uh, uh, continuous growth mm-hmm. in in the form and function. Well. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about um, your uh, some of the maybe some of the steps you go through anytime you're you're thinking about or sitting down to kind of um, to help help us translate re- uh, recordings into a polished product. Yeah. So um, what I do normally is I sit down first and I remove all the dead noise in between people talking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if like, say for instance, a host is breathing a little bit heavy or making mouth noises in between takes or coughs, I remove that. Um, I just do, a, I, it's for a good example, an hour's worth of audio probably takes about 20 minutes to do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just go through and I'll look at the audio waves. If I see it reaches past a certain point that looks like it might be somebody actually talking or making noise, you know, like a, like a brief, like, uh-huh. <laughs> like right like just like some laughing or yeah, whatever yeah. um responsive banter yeah exactly because mm-hmm. if you remove that it just sounds like you're talking to a wall um but uh yeah i'll just go through and if i see that i'll give it a quick listen and if it's responsive banter i keep it in if it's coughing or hacking or anything else i remove it and then what i'll do after that is i will give the entire thing a listen to from start to end what i'm listening for is the um the people kind of going off track like or forgetting something for an extended period of time mm-hmm. you don't want to remove every single instance of a pause or a um or anything like that because it kind of takes the um the conversational feel Absolutely. out of it yeah. and you know it's like what you said you don't want it to be per- too perfect mm-hmm. because then it's you know to have flaws is to be human so yeah oh, oh for sure uh, well, I, I appreciate that. We certainly appreciate you and everything everything you have. Now, if um, if you're looking, I don't know, um, ahead in terms of simply your creative output, the energies you like to put into this as as hobby, as uh, as, as a kind of uh, hypothetical work environment and so on, what's a kind of project you'd be interested in tackling, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now? Oh, gosh. Um, hope I'm in multiple video games by then. Yeah. I'd love to be in an, like a big RPG game, mm-hmm. um, something akin to, I'm not sure if you heard this title, Mass Effect. Okay, sure. It's like this giant space opera mm-hmm. kind of a game or uh, space odyssey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's awesome, but I'd love to be a part of that in some kind of long-running series. That'd be cool. TV show, of course. Um, yeah, and then anywhere else that's not voice acting, really just helping out the creative process. 
Well, that is awesome. You have definitely helped our creative process immensely and uh, incredibly grateful for the work you put in uh, we, you know week in and week out there's opportunities and you know folks don't know the the, the tasks the invisible labor that that's just gone into it you've you've helped us elevate what was a very uh, a, a kind of a, a private uh, kind of closed circuit as, as I like to call it teaching tool and then expand Band and expound it into something that uh, that could be consumed uh, in a in a mass media setting and by a wider audience. Very excited. Was recently looking at the number of uh, what uh, countries, uh, number of uh, you know external countries that listeners have sampled the program and and uh, you know excited by that and uh, just hoping we can continue to expand a dialogue and can continue this uh, what aims to be uh, a, a positive. Example examination of media and popular culture and current events and within the lenses of communication and media and so on and uh, again an engine a vehicle a representation of uh, our ability to produce that uh, thank you so much for your work on this pod and uh, we're excited to share uh, and know about what you're doing the the opportunities in your future and uh, yeah will uh, any, any closing words uh, as we as we kind of sign off here i'm excited for the future special topics i am not only part of the team but i am a fan as well because i listen to every episode absolutely and, and you know what one maybe one closing uh, bit of trivia that that is always strikes me as is interesting and, and it, it's also a sign of 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 your generation forward and that's that typically uh depending on the kind of topic we're tackling but 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 especially older media forms like say film uh for example you tend to be you might be less familiar with classics and so you're coming at it relatively blind to you know the text itself or the content yeah and then and then it's it's intriguing to hear how you're reacting to those conversations and actually if if they're uh... able to penetrate your interest or not you got me to watch the shining because of this oh really yeah okay wow all right so so we're we're already engaging of course that was the we finally were able to kind of branch into a, a public uh a public venue with our communicating fears and film season opportunity to kind of talk about different historical approaches to horror filmmaking or even horror adjacent subgenres that was a a fun series of talks one we uh would have kept going at but but simply we love to keep turning the clock we love to keep shifting topics uh, as it relates to new courses coming up new class experiences but also new new discussions um and not just limitations on a single medium although we have we have preferential mediums uh, i don't know uh, Scott McMurray joins me to, to talk about film quite often, and Kyle Hammonds has joined me to to discuss uh, some graphic novels, comics, history. Uh, um, but we have we have so many more topics on deck. There are things we want to tackle, uh, looking at uh, you know digital ethics and uh, you know a. AI conversations, although there's so many of those already circulating, it's it's kind of eaten up the the discourse space in 2023 already. Well, well thank you again for slicing out some time in the schedule sitting down with us revealing a few of those uh, uh, those tricks of the trade and and of course the the uh, the live that there was no script in front of will he he had the cold reading of our intro uh, <laughs> uh ready to go there uh and so i don't know do you do you have any clo- closing uh outro words for us or or should we oh, just man. hit hit the tapes for that one i think 
I should rely on my past recordings for the for the outro. All right, that sounds like a plan, and we look forward to hearing from you again, uh, as well as our audience members on this interviewing uh, special mini series of special topics in media. Special topics in media is presented in cooperation with the communication, media, and ethics program at Mid America Christian University. Special topics is written and produced by Garrett Castleberry. Executive Advisor, Scott McMurray. Audio Engineer and Executive Producer, Will McMurray. Graphic Design by Allison Garner. And Music Composed by Austin Foster.